0: Welcome to the Milestones Motivation and Money podcast hosted by Angel Radcliffe. Tune in as we discuss finances, success stories and inspiring vibes that will help nurture growth. All right. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. On today's episode, we have a very special guest. RJ Jackson, also known as the Courage Giver. And RJ, I am so appreciative of you being a guest on my show today. We've been knowing each other for a few years through social media, and it's funny how social media comes full circle and connects so many people around the world. I remember tuning into one of your broadcasts on Periscope and just listening in, and you being so inspi- inspiring and motivating others. But for me, I know you as the speaker, this motivator. I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us who is RJ Jackson.
1: Angel, what a pleasure it is to be here with you, my friend. And I love how you said we connected on social media, but we became family. That's what I really love about the opportunity to create Relationships via social media. So, thanks for having me today, giving me an opportunity to share with your listening audience and remind them of their greatness. So, who is RJ Jackson? I think that depends on what day it is, what kind of mood I'm in. (laughs) But as you said, I'm known nationwide as the courage giver. I am a transformational speaker and an executive coach. But more than my titles, I'm a woman with passion for people. I love to see people win, and particularly women. I love to see women understand who they are and their purpose in life. If you remember anything about me, don't let it be about my titles. Let it be about my heart that beats for you because you are my why. And that's to everyone that's listening. I rise so that you can shine. And at the end of the day, I don't want to be remembered by my titles. I want to be remembered by the impact and the legacy that I left for people who deserve to know who they are and live their best. All right. You mentioned
0: how your target audience is mostly women. And I recall you hosting conferences specifically for women. Is that something that you're still doing? Or can you give some details
1: about that? So I am hosting conferences for women, primarily at this point, virtually, however, that is subject to change. And at the same time, Angel, I realized that women in, in my perspective, we're like the backbone, but we have some amazing people called men that are those who hold us up. And I know they need encouragement as well. So I've really expanded my audience to just people in general. So I want to remind everyone of their greatness. And I love how Martin Luther King said, anyone can be great because everyone can serve. And then it's backed up by the words of the late great Kobe Bryant, who says, greatness is inspiring the person next to you. So if it's a woman, yeah, let's talk about it, my sister. And if it's a man like brother, I got your back. I got your back. So that's really my focus right now.
0: Definitely. So you're a woman of all titles, Jane of all trades. You're an international speaker, a four-time selling best-selling author, executive coach, mentor, podcaster. When you take a look at everything that you've done in these titles that you hold, which role do you want to be remembered for the most?
1: Mommy. <laughs> oh, we Sweet. left that out. <laughs> it's the one that we forget, honestly, when we are in business, for me, Angel, it's really family first. Mm -hmm. So I want to leave legacy for my children. I actually just revamped my whole business, new name and everything. And I named my business after my children and my grandchildren. And when people see the name, they go, what does that stand for? Because it's all letters, which is JT Sands Consulting Firm. I tell them the JT is for the people who brought me into this world, the people who left legacy for me, and those are my parents. And the Sands are my, grand, my children and my grandchildren. So when I leave this world, not just by my children and my grandchildren and my nieces and nephews and other people in my circle, I want to be remembered not by the title. And, and that's really important to me. I want to be remembered by the impact I made on your life. And it reminds me of a little story. I was out somewhere. I can't actually remember where, but I was out. Now I remember I was at a college and I was going to do a presentation and this young man stopped me on the stairs and he said, are you Miss Jackson? And I said, yes, I am. He said, oh my goodness. He said, I remember you when I was in elementary school and now he's in college, he said, you came to my class and you taught us about saying no to drugs. He said, I'm so happy to see you. He was excited because he remembered the impact that I made in his life. And that's what I wanna be remembered for.
0: I love that, that is so awesome. So for you to be in this space, of encouraging others and motivating others, it takes so much to be a person of that capacity. When you look at life and you look at all the things that we go through in life, there are so many moments where we want to give up. Everyone has been through one particular time in their life where they felt stuck, they would like to give up. They don't have the courage to move on. To be in that position where you have things happen to you as well, how do you find the time? I'm sorry. I'm like free. I'm free this, trying to do ask, ask this. Do it. Just free ball okay. it. Okay. Do it. So when we look at the things that we've been through and the things that have us stuck, how do you find the motivation to go out and encourage others and staying resilient?
1: I love that question for two reasons, Angel. So thanks for asking. One reason I love that question is because we're shifting the conversation now from me to we. And that's my motto. It's not about me. It's about we. And just I encourage other people. Here's the second reason why I love that question. Because people forget leaders need encouragement too. People totally see you even perhaps as yourself falling, doing what you love, loving what you do and saying, she got it. Not realizing that you pour out into other people and that means you need someone pouring into you. So how do I motivate myself? Actually, I believe not only do I motivate myself, other people motivate and encourage me as well. People like you who believe in me enough to share your space with me, with your audience, and you trust me to share with the people you care so much about, that encourages me because that says, no, RJ, I see your worth. I see your value. That's encouraging. When people say, RJ, how can I pray for you? Or they say, RJ, what do you need me to volunteer to do? That adds value to my life. And I believe we, as a people, need to, Get our eyes off of ourselves and put our eyes on other people. So the second part of that question is when you get stuck. (laughs) People don't think we get stuck, but girl, listen, I get stuck. And that's why I believe not only do you need a coach when you get stuck, but I need a coach as well. I am not here to tell you something because I read it in a book. I am here to share my life with you because I've experienced it. And yes, it's people who make the world go round and people who lift other people up. So that's who encourages me, people.
0: Definitely. We have to encourage each other. And there's this saying that I've seen on social media a lot are the memes that you can't pour from an empty cup. So many times we are stepping into other people's space and pouring into them, but we can't forget about ourselves. So we have to keep ourselves whole as well and try to remember to encourage ourselves at times or allow people into our space to encourage us and moving on into success and growing sometimes the most successful people are the ones who've been told no the most they've hit the most roadblocks in life and they find this way to keep going and when they're finding their strength or whatever is going to keep them motivated most people define it as being resilient how do you define resiliency?
1: I love that question. And can I just back up just a little bit because I want to park the car, but I need to back up just a little bit sure. to something you said that people need to hear in case they missed it. I, I just want to repeat it. So you said we can't pour from an empty cup. And yes, that is totally out there and people are starting to see how true that is. The problem is in my I. Eyes- My perception is that we don't have a cup. We're too busy with the phone in our hands. Have a cup to pour from. We're looking at the phone, seeing what other people are doing. And we're trying to emulate and do what they're doing versus filling our own cup with our purpose, with our passion, with our love, with our hobbies. We're trying to be like everybody else. I want to encourage everyone who's listening today, get your own cup, get a cup and fill it up with the things that bring you life so you can pour into other people who are looking for hope and who are dying to live. Now, your question, Angel, was how do I define resiliency? And I'm going to simply say getting back up When I was a little girl, we used to have these toys and you may not know nothing about this, but just picture it, if you will. It was called a slinky and a slinky was a round wire that when you pulled it and stretched it out, it went all the way as far as it could go. But when you let it go, it went right back into place. You could put the slinky on the stairs and it would walk down the stairs, wherever you put it, it would be flexible and move and bend and twist, but it would always go back to its resiliency is that slinky. It's being able to bounce back and not to the position in which you were per se, but better because your circumstances didn't make you bitter. They really did make you better. And when we can be better after going through something, we can learn some lessons and forget the detail, we're resilient.
0: I love it. And and I know what a slinky is. Now I'm not gonna talk about how old I am. (laughs) Slinky
1: when I was a kid. (laughs) But oh gosh, yes. I'm like, don't ask me how old I am. (laughs) Girl, we just gonna go by what it looked like. We ain't even going there.
0: Okay. But you
1: just told us if you had a slinky, okay. I'm just like Did I give it away?
0: A little oh, man. bit. So... R.J., I understand that there are two days in particular, June 24th in Buffalo, New York, and July 9th in Moreno Valley, California. These two days are very special in a way in which they both celebrate R.J. Jackson Day. Can you give us some more details and tell us what is R.J. Jackson Day and why is that so significant?
1: I was just having a conversation with someone about that the other day, and I was saying, yeah, I have a day named after me. And they were like, R.J., you have a whole day named after you? I was like, yeah. And they're like, and you're saying it like big deal. And I'm like, two things happen. One, I was in a major car accident, which I experienced and suffered and still recovering from a brain injury. And part of that injury left me vacant in terms of memory on a lot of things in my life. And I had actually forgotten about that day. And then when I remembered, I couldn't remember what day it was. I just knew there was a day. So I had to go do some looking on some of the paperwork that I have and the awards that I have to find that day. And I really appreciated that. Because when you talk about what's the importance of that day, I want you to hear what I'm saying. And I need your listening audience to hear me before they judge me on this. That day is not important. And I say that because... I was honored that day for giving my life away to young people, to teenagers in that community in which I grew up. I went back home and I volunteered my day and my time and spoke life and helped them remember who they were. But at the end of the day for me, that day was over. And the next day came and gave me another opportunity to do the same thing for someone else this day is here with this opportunity for me to do the same thing for someone else. So it's not that I don't appreciate that day. I appreciate them honoring me and honoring my passion and my experience and my love for people. But at the end of the day, Angel, every day is important to me because every day is an opportunity for me to rise so that other people can shine and live their best life. So I'm happy that I forgot about it because I don't want to get stuck on what I've done. I want to be in the moment of what I'm doing because I understand this right now. Even people who are listening, someone's hurting so bad and they're still smiling. They're putting on the Mac makeup and feeling, I better show the world I'm good when they're dying inside. And those are the people I want in my day today to make this day important. The other day, July 9th, was a day that they honored me in Moreno Valley for the children's radio program that I hosted along with my, at the time, 12-year-old son, who was my engineer. And we did a program for latchkey children who are home alone. We gave them a safe space to call in and just know that there's a safe voice on the other side of the phone, that they're not home alone. We were honored for that. But again, every day, every single day is an opportunity for me to give my life away. So this day is the most important day for me. All
0: right. So RJ, you said something that resonated with me. And as I was listening, I was taking notes. You said that sometimes you have to rise so others can shine. And I feel as though people like myself and like you, we definitely want to move to the forefront, not only for ourselves so that we can help other people. I definitely related to that. And I'm sure some of the listeners can relate as well. I want to take it back to the past year, because I feel as though the last year has been a little crazy. <laughs> and I, I don't know how you would Describe it or how you feel about this last year with the pandemic. Some people feel as though it's like the best year of their life. They've had more time to spend with their family, their friends, being at home, taking everything at a slower pace. There's some businesses that took off, there's some businesses that went down. But when we look at the last year and we look at how so many people's lives have changed, so many people that have lost their jobs or they feel stuck, they don't know their next steps. And they're not sure where they're moving in life. What are three steps someone can take right now to start living their best life and more so living on purpose? Because I think this last year was definitely an eye opener for some people, especially if you have the time at home now and you're not spending a few hours in traffic. Now you have the extra time at home. And some people are like, what can I do with my time? And is this job, if they still have a job, is this job right for me? Or if they're looking for a new job, some people are thinking about jumping out and becoming entrepreneurs. So what advice would you give to someone that's stuck in that gray area right
1: now? So first, let me say my condolences to everyone who has lost someone due to COVID. And we pass over that because it is unfortunately becoming desensitized if I may say so but it's been tough for people it's still tough for people their loved ones are dying alone they're unable to be there with their loved ones to bring closure they're not even able to in some cases bury their loved ones and it's very difficult beyond our jobs beyond our careers it's Our families that are really suffering. Domestic violence is on an all-time high in the rising of the children and women. For anyone that's listening today and you find yourself in a space that you're feeling hopeless, Angel has asked me to share with you three steps that you can take. And the first thing I want to share with you before I share a step is to know that you're not alone. And that people do care to see you live. And if you're thinking anything outside of your worth living, I want to encourage you to seek help. Because you are worth the life you live. And the life you live is worth you in every part of you. As you dive a little bit more into your personal development, your care, your job, your career trying to figure this thing all out, the one thing I want to just encourage you, each of you, is just take one step at a time. Don't get overwhelmed by the busyness of it, by comparing yourself to what other people are doing, by allowing fear and doubt and shame and guilt drive you. But just take a step back, maybe even sit down for a moment and just ask yourself, what do you want to do in the right now? Not later, in the right now. What makes you happy? What brings contentment and peace to your heart? And then when you, once you do that, then maybe journal some things down. Write down the statement, if I were. And then just ask yourself, if you were an entrepreneur, how, how would you feel about that? How would your family feel about that? What would it cost you in terms of your time, your discipline, your money, your resources, what would it cost you to do that? A lot of times we make quick rash decisions without setting those goals. So my third step is set a goal from where you are to where you wanna be and by when, and that's called a smart goal. So don't just say, oh, I wanna be an entrepreneur. By when? And then finally, as you do those three steps, take a step back, take a seat and reevaluate, and then set some goals. Those are the three steps then I want you to take action. And when you take action and it doesn't quite work out the way you intended, just remember those are the parts of the journey where you learn the lesson on what to do next. So learn those lessons and don't see them as failure because you got up and you tried. That takes courage.
0: Okay, so two things you said, you are worth the life you live and the life you live is worth you. I think people who are listening need to take out their notepad, write that down and and meditate with that or keep it in a safe place. Because sometimes we get to a point in life where we don't think that we're worthy of The greatness that's in front of us. (laughs) I always tell people you have to affirm yourself daily. You have to tell yourself that you are worth it. You deserve better than what you have. You deserve whatever you're going after in life. So I really like that. I'm actually going to write that down in my book of quotes. So I appreciate that quote and the advice that you're giving, RJ. You've always been someone who is motivating and giving some great words of encouragement. And with that, I want to focus on living life on purpose, because so much of what you've already said, I'm sure is helping someone. And when we think about the things that we're doing, whether it's for our family, or if it's for ourselves, or we always have to have a purpose as to why we're doing something. Some people, they wake up every morning, they go to work, they come home, go to sleep, and it's the same routine over and over. And they never understand why they're doing it. So maybe someone's in a job that they hate And they just keep going and going. And their reason is, oh, I have to pay bills. But I always say it's a deeper reason. You have to have a deeper reason than just paying bills to going to that same job every day or doing something that you're doing. So how do you define living on purpose? And what advice would you give to someone who is trying to start a purposeful life?
1: That's deep. Okay, so it's going to require a little bit more time, but I am going to give you the RJ overview answer. And I'm going to start with myself. And I start with myself not to say, look at me, but I start with myself to say, see yourself in me because I know my purpose and I've known my purpose from a young girl. And because I've known my purpose from a young girl, I've been able to walk in purpose. I've been able to say no to good opportunities because great was right around the corner if I would just wait. And my purpose is not about people. It is, but it's bigger than that because it's bigger than me. It's bigger than people. So my purpose personally starts with everything I do, I do for God. That's my purpose. So my life is intended from my point of view, is to serve God and to love people. And I think personally, we've gotten away from the serving God and we've turned our purpose into some uh, daily thing we should do to build up our life. But purpose is not about our life, it's about other people, it's about why you were created. And the only Way I know to describe the purpose that I live is to connect myself to my creator, to say who made me and why on earth, as Rick Warren says, am I here? I find the answer very easily in Philippians for my purpose, and that is to be a breath of fresh air to everyone I meet and give people a glimpse of good living and the living God, the God I serve. For me, that's my purpose. So everything I do, whether I'm speaking, I'm laughing, I'm in the grocery store, that purpose is before me. So if it's into the back of my foot with the cart, I don't turn around and cuss them out because my purpose is to be a breath of fresh air. I know they didn't intentionally do that. So I turn around and I love on them. I give them grace. I forgive them. And I walk away almost wanting to cry because it hurts.
0: Thank you so much for that. Every time that you speak, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm so mesmerized because life is so funny. I like to say that term, life is funny. And you never know how life is going to go. And you said something about giving others grace. I think what's really important is remembering that we have to give ourselves grace as well. So as we're having this conversation on living on purpose and resiliency and really finding the things that can get you unstuck, that we have to give ourselves grace and remember that we're human and everything is not going to be instant instantaneous. I think the age we live in now with the digital age, especially the younger generation, everyone wants everything right now. And when you're taking the time to work for certain things, sometimes people become very upset. They give up quickly and they, they go down on themselves. And because are like, why isn't this happening? I want to start a business. They want their business to be successful that first few months or that first year and not realizing it takes time. So we have to give ourselves grace. And while we're extending grace to other people, don't forget yourself. And RJ, I understand that you have a gift for our listeners and it's super exciting because everyone loves a gift. I know I love gifts. And I want you to give us some more details of how the people listening can claim the gift that you have for them.
1: Awesome. That just flows right with my purpose, which is to be a breath of fresh air. The gift I have for everyone listening is a breath of fresh air, daily inspiration that causes transformation in your everyday situation. Sometimes we just need that. Oh, somebody's on my side. And that's RJ. I am on your team. So I want to come to your home, your school, your heart, and share with you from my heart that you got this. I want to be your personal cheerleader. I want to be your accountability partner. I want to remind you there's greatness inside of you. You got this and you are not alone. So my gift can be found by simply going to TheCourageGiver.com. That's theCourageGiver.com slash fresh air. TheCourageGiver.com slash fresh air. I can make it really easy on you as well. Simply follow me on Instagram at TheCourageGiver. Go to the link in my bio and click on the link. And there you will find an opportunity for you to. Sign up for your free gift, redeem it, a, fre- a breath of fresh air, a breath of fresh air. Now I gotta tell you something, that link's not gonna be there long. So my daddy used to say, you study long, you study wrong, you gonna miss out. And I certainly don't want you to do that.
0: All right, so for those listening, make sure you visit RJ online, thecouragegiver.com. You can visit her on Instagram at thecouragegiver. And the special link is, RJ, the courage and the giver. Link
1: is for a breath of fresh air, the slash fresh air. But if you just make it to the courage you'll find it.
0: Okay. Awesome. We're nearing the end of the podcast. And before I end, I always like to ask my guests three questions as it relates to the title of the podcast. Of course, this is milestone's money and motivation. I have three questions related to the title. We'll start with question one. Are you ready? Oh, RJ. Absolutely. Born. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the first question is, what is your most memorable milestone or the biggest milestone that you've cel- celebrated?
1: Oh, there's so many, but I'm going to pick one. And that is when I went to Kenya and We were, the rain was terrible, which most of the time it is, but it it was horrific. And we were trying to get from one village to another, and the car we were in was almost tipping over. It was just terrible. We ended up going to a clinic where they helped mothers deliver their babies. And one of the things the lady said to us was that many of the babies die because they can't get the care they need there at the clinic and they need to get the women to the hospital. But because of the rains, most of the time they can't get there safely. So the babies die and sometimes the mothers die. And I have a saying, and it's not on my watch. And I said, we can do something about that. And she said, what can you do? I said, what do you need? She said, we need an ambulance. And I said, okay, that's what I'm going to invest my time, resources and everything else in to get. I spent my goal was to spend the next three years raising enough money to purchase that for them. And I spent one year committed to everything I did was I need you guys to give me five hours. I need you guys to help me. We got to do this. And as a result, within one year, we purchased we raised enough money. And I say we because I was just the spearhead of it, but it took people to catch on to the vision and we raised enough money to purchase that ambulance for them.
0: Amazing. That is, that's another powerful story that, gosh, you're pushing out there. And it's every time I'm listening to you, I get sucked in and I'm writing down all these notes and I'm like, geez, how has RJ been involved in so many amazing things? The next question is related to motivation. And I think I know the answer to this only because I've been following you for so long and just in speaking to you, I think I can answer the question myself, but I want to ask you directly as how do you motivate others or what's your source of motivation? So you can answer either one of those questions.
1: I'll combine them and make a, give you a brief answer. I don't believe I can motivate anyone with what I do not have. I have experience. I use my life and my life stories. So I mentioned earlier that when I was a young girl, I knew my purpose. It was very clear. Guy shared with me. But I don't want anyone listening to think for one moment that it has not been a tough journey. I've been diagnosed with lupus. I live with a rare eye disease. I suffered a brain injury. I've had several illnesses. I lost the most important people in my life. My parents, my best friend, my dad, because I am a daddy's girl. I've been through, but I never stopped. I kept going because I understood if I quit, I was taking people down with me. So the way I help keep people lifted up and encouraged, I remind them of their greatness. I help them see beyond their circumstances and see that their life has meaning and to take their story And become the hero of their own story because I'm the hero in my story and you're the hero in your story so as a guide I show you how to become the hero and let those things that you have gone through make you better and not bitter and then you can go out and motivate others like I do and you don't need to have a title to do that you can meet someone in the grocery store and just have a conversation and there you go you encourage someone
0: and so RJ, the last question, of course, it's in relation to money. So myself being a financial educator, it's a topic I love to touch on. And I like to have those money conversations. So I want to know from you as when did you first relate to money? When did you have that first thought in your brain that, okay, money is important, or maybe you had something that really pushed you towards um, wanting to make more money or saying that money is not important, but give us some insight into how you relate with that particular topic.
1: So my first teachers were my parents, and they were amazing teachers. Uh, Some of the things they taught me was to love others. I learned about the mission field before I even went out literally on the mission field from my parents. I learned about giving, and for me, that was my first lesson on money. It was giving, because money is to flow, and that means we're supposed to let it go and give, And I also remember one day my mom taught me a lesson about money that she didn't realize she was teaching me. And she probably never meant to teach me this lesson, but I learned it and it stuck with me for a long time. We were in the car and we stopped at the red light and she looked over and she said, that's a shame. That man makes more money in one day than I make in a lifetime. I knew my mom was a hard worker. She owned her own business. She worked full time. She had a part-time job all at the same time. So I knew she was a hard worker. And I I looked, I'm like, who? Ready to fight somebody? What man? Uh Uh-uh, don't no man make no more than my mama. And she work as hard as she work. And he make more money in one day. Who's the man, mama? Who's the man? And she said, that man in that Cadillac dealer right there. And I thought, that's a shame. Just like she said. Nobody should work as hard as my mama and not make enough money in one day as someone else. And I carried that lesson with me for a long time. And because she taught me how to give in my business, I was giving it away all the time. And then I had a mind shift. I started reading books like your book, Angel, and listening to podcasts and recordings and going on YouTube University going, wait a minute, I'm in business to make money. How do I do that? And I had to have a mind shift around that shame. And for whatever reason, I'm believing right now, there's some people listening who need to have a mind shift around their money because they've learned some lessons from their parents, good or not so good, that is keeping them down, that they need to admit, this is what I learned, whether they meant to be taught that lesson or not, and say, this is not where I want to be. What can I do? And that's why, Angel, I'm so honored for your podcast that you teach money to people that maybe they never learned about money before. And you've always done that since I've known you. I want to encourage people to continue listening. If you do any coaching, I want to encourage them to get coaching around money.
0: Thank you so much for that, RJ. I've so enjoyed talking to you this morning and all of the insight that you're giving and motivation and encouragement that you're giving, not only to me, but to those who are tuning into this podcast I would love to have you back at another time to give some more motivational tips and drop some gems just to help people get out of the bed. Because I think this is like one of those episodes that you're probably people are probably listening to when they're sitting on the couch or laying in the bed. And they're like, wait a minute, I need to get up and take action. Everything you've said over the past Forty minutes has been awesome this is definitely going to be one of those podcasts that I'm tuning back into just to hear your encouraging words before we let you go do you have any more advice for the audience or any words of encouragement you'd like to leave
1: thank you angel for allowing me to grace your audience and remind them of who they are and it is time it's time to get up And here's what I want to remind you, you don't have to live where you're dying and you don't have to die where you're living. There's someone waiting to connect to you because there's greatness inside of you and you are a piece of their puzzle. And they're dying on your watch because you're allowing fear, shame, guilt, and rejection to lead the way for you. It's time. It's time for you to stand up because when we stand up, we allow and give people around us permission to stand up too. This is your season to live. So get up, rise, so someone else can shine. And if I may say this, Angel, I wanna thank you once again for this opportunity. And to everyone who is listening, I I just want you to understand this. This is not a podcast. This is purpose right here. This is an opportunity. Every time you hear Angel, this is an opportunity for you to improve your life. This is an opportunity for you to improve your finances, your physical health, your mental health. So I want to encourage you, don't just listen to be listening. I want to encourage you to listen to change your life because that's why angel is here so angel thank you for being here and for the value that you bring thanks for listening stay connected with angel online on instagram twitter and facebook at miss rmba that's
0: m-i-s-s-r-m-b-a be sure to subscribe and review join us next time as we continue to empower you through milestones motivation and money